Uh, before we get started with this week's episode, we would love to invite members of our audience to join us in person at one of our two customer experience forums this fall. Uh, we will be in San Francisco on October 22nd and 23rd uh, for the first of our two events, and in London the next month on November 16th and 17th. For more information on either of these events, please go to Forrester.com and look under the uh, events uh, tab, and we'd love to meet you in person. Hello and welcome to another episode of CXCast. My name is Deanna Laufer and I'm here with my co-host Sam Stern. Hello. And today we are joined by Senior Analyst for the Customer Experience team from our London office, Joanna vandenbrink Quintanilla. Welcome. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Joanna is here to talk about one of her recent reports on Gorilla CX, but First, I want to I ask you about some data that we've been seeing recently, um, which came from our, our survey of CX pros this year that said that over 50% had um, said that their executives had ambitions to be differentiated in CX versus their competition, so to be leaders in their industry or leaders across all industries. Why do you think achieving that is is going to be such hard work. Are they setting out sort of a high bar for themselves? I think they are, absolutely. I think the ambitions are grand, um, and but realizing them is hard work. We obviously see companies that are doing that, um, and we can see that from our data as well um, that measures the quality of customer experience. So it is achievable, but, of course, it is difficult to actually um, get there. And the reason why it's difficult is because, for a lot of customer experience professionals, um, really excelling in customer experience means fighting on many fronts. So they're trying to get their voice of customer programs in, in place. They're trying to develop a customer experience strategy. They're trying to um, understand their ecosystem. So they're doing lots of things um, at the same time. Um, they're also trying to change behaviors, which is a difficult thing to do. So for, for something to change, somebody has to start acting differently. And, as an organization, as a CX team, as a CX professional, you need to help the organization to do that, to change their behavior. So I'll give you an example. Um, the CX team at Pearson started holding um, lunch and map uh, learning sessions to actually drive awareness and usage of tools like journey mapping. So it's not enough to just say that you want to journey map and to maybe create one journey or two journey maps but you have to actually change people's behavior so they start to use customer experience tools on a regular basis. And, of course, you know, we all know that winning budget and winning allies within the organization that will help you to run customer experience initiatives across silos is also very difficult and something that requires a lot of dedication and a, a very systematic approach to how you go about that. You, uh, you said fighting on uh, many fronts, and I think that's a, a good word to use when we're talking about Gorilla CX. I thought I'd point out that uh, Gorilla, we're talking about the, uh, the fight type of warfare, right? Uh, the G-U-E-R version of Gorilla, not the G-O-R. And so, um, Joanna, we, we, we wanted then to sort of, given, given the situation, given that they're fighting on all these fronts and looking to make sort of such large-scale changes to their organizations, why is Gorilla CX 
something that that can be valuable to them in the, in in this in these types of scenarios sure so that's a that's a great question and We've seen, for instance, um, you know, we're all aware of certain guerrilla marketing campaigns. Yep. Um, think of, for instance, the, the Red Bull pit stop guerrilla marketing campaign in, in Times Square, right? Things that are really visible and that really grab people's attention. So Guerrilla CX is similar to that in the sense that it helps customer experience professionals improve the quality of customer experience. Um, and advance in all six disciplines of CX, but it helps them to do that in a way that um, is faster, is um, really creates uh, memorable situations that help them to change behaviors, to do those difficult things um, I mentioned earlier, and to start doing that in sort of pockets within the organization. So it's sort of it's it's getting them to. Um, to fight against some of the organizational inertia that they often encounter and helping them to get attention and do things that demonstrate, make tangible the value of customer experience. And when I think about guerrilla customer experience, I think about it in terms of a cycle, if you like, which has three components. It starts with making the most of available and not necessarily big data, but right-sized data. So what is the data that you have about your customers, about your current state of customer experience, and what can you do with that in order to start making some positive changes? Um, the second element of the cycle is taking that data and starting to foster some quick experimentation and learning so that you make uh, make tangible to people within the organization, to your customers as well, what it means to improve the quality of customer experience. And of course, if you're doing that, if you're doing that experimentation, um, you are creating memorable moments. So that's the third element in the cycle, creating memorable moments that actually help you assemble tribes of customer experience advocates, but also start to change the perception your customers have about the experience you're delivering as a company. I can see that with with limited budget and time that CX pros don't have a lot of opportunity to necessarily go out and collect new data, especially if they're coming to the job new. Um, I'm doing my own research on on the types of customer research that firms do, and and the number one thing you know stopping them from doing that is budget. So how do you, you know, how do guerrilla initiatives make the most of data that is already available that can be useful? So there's a couple of things that um, uh, the companies that I've spoken to have done in order to do that. So um, for a lot of them, it starts with um, taking control or taking um, res uh, becoming responsible, if you like, making use of the available customer data and tools or metrics. So I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, so companies um, that that don't have a formal voice of the customer program, um, you know, may start to um, to actually bring together data that's being collected in different surveys within the organization and on social media, and just going through the exercise of actually bringing that data together so it starts to tell a story is one way that, that some customer experience teams have taken control, if you like, of that data and started to make sense of it. Um, in other cases, it um, a lot of uh, customer experience professionals in, in that situation have um, consolidated, for instance, um, different net promoter score efforts in the organization. So again, bringing that together. So a lot of it is around making the best use of that data. The data is there a lot of the time. It's just it's fragmented through, throughout the organization. So 
actually taking responsibility and putting in the legwork to bring those pieces of data together so it starts to tell a story about the experiences is one way that they do that. Um, a lot of the time it's also about not letting perfect be the enemy of good. So a lot of companies that, that, that I speak to um, are sort of chasing, and, and, you know, and obviously we know that, that, that having a lot of data and having a more holistic view of your customers is a great um, goal to have, but sometimes um, it can lead to uh, analysis paralysis. So it, a lot of it is, do you know, what can you do with the data you have and how can you start to action some of that data so you can learn more about the experience? Um, and also looking at the focusing on the pieces of unfiltered voice of the customer that you have, so the customer verbatims, the um, the kinds of things you're, you're, that are that are hidden away sometimes in call logs and in emails um, with with customer feedback. So it's changing your your focus to aim um, for impact over volume sometimes, um, mm. and and making sure that you're using that unfiltered voice of the customer to really grab people's attention within the organization to expose what the pain points are or to highlight what a really good experience looks like. So those are the kinds of things that you want to be looking to do to make the most of available of the available data. Great. So so then you, you mentioned that's really sort of step one, right, of Gorilla CX. Yeah. Step two was the rapid fire experimentation and the learning. Um, you know, I can, I can kind of imagine, I think, how the data would start to bring you naturally into that phase too, but um, tell us about how Gorilla CX and, 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 and using the data in that way starts to foster um, the, the experimentation as a mindset and, and you know, lead to some small-scale initiatives that, um, that, that also lead to learning for the organization. Sure. So there's there's a couple again, a couple of things that, that companies I think have done with um, with with success in, in that area. So in some cases it's um, it's looking at so for instance, um, looking at uh, quick and dirty ways almost in which you can go and test certain things. So if you've exposed a particular pain point or if you've exposed a, a particular touch point or moment or step in the in a, in a customer's journey where there you know there's an obstacle to them actually meeting their needs or there's something that needs to be um, solved it's finding ways in which you can use either um, existing uh, employees that that have contact with a customer that can maybe ask some additional questions or test something um, so for instance I'll, gi I'll give you an example um, a company that that realized that, for instance, there, there was some, some serious problems with their IVR system, um, but they didn't really have the budget to go away and do a lot of testing with the IVR system and redesign it. So what they did was they wrote, the customer experience team itself wrote um, new scripts for an, a new path for the IVR system, and then they went to um, existing events that they, that they had organized as, as, a, as a company where they knew there was going to be um, customers um, present, and they just tested some of those scripts sort of then and there at the events at no extra cost. It just required somebody from the customer experience team to go along to that event to test some of those concepts and some of those scripts, some of that language they wanted to use, and then take that back and um, and have and, and make some of those changes. So it's being very pragmatic and um, thinking what are some of the low-cost options we have of getting some of these tests and these experiments in front of customers, which we are dealing with already in different parts of the organization. How can we bring in employees who are dealing with with customers and, and, and sort of get them to test some of these ideas that we have to improve the experience. 
Um, in some cases, it's also changing the focus to start with overlooked um, touch points or personas. So if there are, you know, again, the, an IV, IVR system is often an example of, of a place where companies, um, you know, can start because it's 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 the kind of touch point that is of, uh, often not not really being not really an area of focus, and there are some really good changes that can be made there with with some uh, which can create some success stories, which then help the customer experience team to create momentum and then move on to um, to other other initiatives and, and maybe more ambitious initiatives. So. Um, so, you know, making some of those changes to some of those overlooked touch points or personas is a good way to do that as well and to start experimenting. And also just being opportunistic about how you experiment and how you learn how you can better serve customers. So a great example of that is, for instance, what KLM, um, the Dutch airline, did when they had um, hundreds or thousands of, of passengers who wanted to rebook their flights. And um, they started to um, communicate and use social media to do a lot of that communication with a customer and rebooking of the flights. And initially, they, they, they didn't really have a social media team or anyone that had experience really in social media. This is, this is a few years back. But they just started experimenting with how they could use that channel in a moment of crisis in order to um, create a different experience. And then it became a very important part of how they actually deliver a lot of their customer experience going forward. But it started with an experiment initially in a moment of crisis. So being a little bit of opportunistic about how and when you test some of those new concepts or some of those new experiences is also really key in that area. And so finally, how do you, how do you bring those pieces together, the, using the data you have available and, and some, of, some of this rapid-fire experimentation that you talked about to create what you called memorable moments? Sure. So, you know, so bringing those, you know, starting with using the available data and then experimenting and um, creating some of those those proof points and those success stories, hopefully what you're doing with that is you are creating um, some of those memorable moments that make very tangible what it is to deliver a better experience. Mm -hmm. So some of those um, tactics, um, guerrilla tactics that you can use to create memorable moments include things like making customer pain real for executives, right? Because we know that customer experience professionals, as we said in the beginning, are struggling to, to get budgets, to win budgets, and to find allies within the organization to move customer experience initiatives along. So making that customer pain real for executives in order to get their buy-in is really key. So an example of that, for instance, is, um, again, the customer experience team at Pearson um, that um, took the opportunity. They were presenting at a conference with um, the 100 top executives at Pearson, and they, um, rather than just presenting um, the, the journey map they were working on improving, they actually flew a student from South Africa to walk the executives through the journey map herself and talk to them about the kinds of problems she was having during that journey, which involved things like patchy Wi-Fi access and things that they would have never thought about and that really painted a picture for the executives of all of the different contextual things that played into that journey and that they as a company um, needed to take into consideration if they were really going to deliver a better learning experience to that student. Um, some of it is around um, looking for um, quick wins to fix emotionally charged experiences as well. So you want to look for those journeys which um, are more emotional for your customers. 
um, where you know that um, there's there's a particular pain point that that is very or a particular journey that's very critical to your customers. So again. Um, an example there is um, uh, the customer experience uh, team at uh, at We Energies, for instance. They they partnered with um, a company to ask their customers about what are what was the most emotional experience or interaction they had with the company. And so, what they found was that was often around power outages. Mm-hmm. So, power outages was just was a make or break um, journey or situation for a lot of the customers. And so what they did is they pursued what was quite a simple solution in that they asked, there was a cross-functional team that came together um, and dialed in, in, in to, to, to discuss um, uh, storm restoration and to have a debrief call around that. Um, and that happened every time there was a power outage. And so what the customer experience team did in that case was they just asked that group of cross-functional people to stay on the line for an extra 20 minutes in order and brought in um, customer um, customer service agents and customer experience professionals and a few other um, parts of the organization, IT, a few other parts of the organization into that call to discuss what the current situation meant for customers, what they were hearing from customers, and how they could put out messages um, using the right channels to customers to keep them as informed as possible and to really manage what was a very emotional um, experience and interaction for for their customers. Um, So going for emotionally charged experiences, making the customer pain real for executives, um, and really just making it impossible to ignore the customer. So taking the opportunity to take your voice of the customer, make it very tangible, tell stories with your voice of the customer um, uh, feedback so that the organ- so it makes it almost impossible for employees and the organization and executives to ignore that so that you can really create those memorable moments that are going to drive a change in behavior um, in the organization. Great. So um, the name of Joanna's report is Gorilla CX, Improving the Quality of Your Customer Experience Despite tight budgets and small teams, and I love how that uh, says even if you have constraints and limitations, there's still things you can do, and I think there's a lot of that guidance in your report. Uh, Joanna, any final recommendations for customer experience professionals um, to make the most of, of these guerrilla tactics that you've laid out in the report? Yeah, absolutely. So um, so some, just some final recommendations I, I would leave you with um, around sort of, you know, if, you, if you've sort of used the, the guerrilla customer experience cycle of using the available data, fostering experimentation, and creating those memorable moments, um, be ready once you've created that momentum um, to grab the spotlight and make the case for further customer experience investment. So you need to be thinking ahead. You need to be thinking of what is the next thing that we need to tackle once we've created the right momentum, the right buy-in, we've gotten the right people on board. What is the next thing that we need to tackle? So you need to have a really clear sense from a customer customer experience professional point of view of what your roadmap is based on what you know about your customers, what is the next thing you need to tackle. Um, so have that, have that at hand um, in order to, to really be able to harness that momentum that you're going to be creating um, if you use Gorilla Customer Experience. Um, and, of course, you know, um, realize that, you know, customer, Gorilla Customer Experience is great, um, I think, in, in situations, you know, as the report says, where um, you have uh, uh, limited resources or tight budgets. Um, 
but it is also a, a, a tactic uh, that a lot of companies use one, when they are when they sort of find themselves at points of inflection. So when they are maturing to a the next phase, or they found that they've tackled sort of the most important problems that they've um, surfaced, sort of maybe in the repair phase of the customer experience maturity model, and they are trying to make the leap to the next stage of maturity, guerrilla customer experience can be a really useful um, tactic in those situations as well. Great. Thank you very much. Those are very um, useful recommendations. Thanks so much for joining on the, us on the podcast today. We really enjoyed having you. Wonderful. Thank you for having me. Sure. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's CXCast. We'll post links to the reports we mentioned in this episode in the podcast show notes. For questions or suggestions, please contact me at dlaufer at forrester.com. And remember, your customer's perception is your CX reality.